Well, praise the Lord. I hope that you really had a good time during the worship. Restart to the Lord and let the Lord touch you this morning, the depth of your heart. Amen. This is what worship does, reaching out to the heavens and letting heaven come down, minister into your spirit. Amen. Now, this morning, I'm going to talk to you about in a subject that is not glamorous. It's not, uh, you know, sometimes the kind of thing that people like to hear, but it needs to be preached, especially in the church today, uh, because it's a subject that sometimes we kind of forget about, and we don't nurture this subject in our hearts, and yet it's at the core of the Christian walk, and that's the area of forgiveness and or the opposite, which is unforgiveness, and that's what I'm going to unpack a little bit this morning for you. Now, trust that the Holy Spirit will work in your heart and in mine as I preach this message, that we will allow this very, very core area of our Christian walk um, to develop in each one of us. Amen? Now, in the body of Christ today, there are many believers who walk with unforgiveness in their hearts because they don't realize the impact that it's having on their lives. If there is one deadly poison to the human spirit and to the human soul, it is this thing called unforgiveness. It not only impacts the soul and the spirit of man, but the consequences manifest in the physical body as well. That's how impactful unforgiveness can be in our lives. Now, there is one uh, person who, whose books I absolutely love reading, and her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, she's a South African specialist on the brain, and uh, she's written some really, really good books, and if... Uh, I would like to recommend anything to you. Get some of her books. It will change your thinking. It will change your understanding of certain things regarding your brain. She's actually now become a world-renowned specialist on the brain. Now, I can't obviously share everything that she writes about. But one of the things she writes about is about what she calls toxic thoughts. And... What it does is it builds in the brain microscopic, what, what looks like protein trees. And they got like branches and leaves and this kind of thing that they build in the brain. And science of a brain has actually now realized how sicknesses and diseases stem from that. In fact, up to 95 percent of sicknesses and diseases that you and I experience stem from there, from those areas. I've entitled this message this morning, Forgiveness, a Must. Forgiveness, a Must. You see, forgiveness is at the real center of God's character. 
And if we are going to follow in Jesus' footsteps, we need to understand that forgiveness has to become part of the center of our character as well. In Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, see what it says. David writes, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Wow. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. But the part of the scripture that I really want you to remember this morning, because we're talking about forgiveness being the center of God's heart, who forgives all your iniquities. You need to understand that God is a forgiving God. There is no iniquity. There's, apart from one which is mentioned in uh, the New Testament, which is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, for this to happen, you have to permanently harden your heart against God. And, and anything else, any other sin you commit, any other ungodly action or whatever you, you commit, God will forgive you if you come to him. He's a forgiving God. These are powerful words of Jesus, and I'm going to read these to you while he was being crucified. I mean, imagine from the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 32 to 34. It says, there were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they'd come to the place called Calvary, where they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. He was talking about those who are about to drive the nails in his hands and in his feet. And basically uh, put these nails through him to hold him on that cross. And put him for hours of pain and agony and, and all of that. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cost lots. You see the heart of God is coming through. How many of you know that it would be very difficult for any of us to pray the same thing? Especially if we knew we were innocent. It's one thing to be crucified when you're guilty. It's another thing to be crucified when you're innocent. But Jesus was all about doing the will of his Father. And the will of God is that we should forgive quickly. No strings attached. You need forgiveness doesn't say, I'll forgive you if. The minute you have this if or if you have but, then you need to search your hearts. Because forgiveness is given freely. No strings attached. If we say that we walk in love like God commands us to do, forgiveness has to be a central point of our Christian walk. Do you know that you cannot, nor can I, go through this life without somebody hurting us, disappointing us, doing all kinds of things, 
that really gets us angry. You can't. This is the, this is the world we live in. So unless you make a decision to forgive, you will be harboring resentments and hurts and all kinds of things and angers that will build up inside of you. And it builds up in your soul. And that affects eventually the way, as we said earlier on, what controls your whole being, which is your brain. It builds these toxic things in your brain, resulting in sicknesses and diseases in your body. And in your soul, by the way. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 45. These are again the, the words of Jesus. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Not easy to do, I promise you. Bless those who curse you. Do good. To those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the sons of your father. You see, we always stop there at verse 44. You don't read what the next verse says. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. What is Jesus saying? He says, you want to be like, like your father? You want to display his character? Then bless those who use, abuse you and, and so on. Love your enemies and do all of these things. Also, Holy Spirit, to help you. That you may be sons of your father. In other words, that you reflect father's nature. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. We cannot love our enemies or do good to those who hate us unless we have first forgiven them. Listen to this carefully. I'm going to read that again. We cannot love our enemies or do good to those who hate us unless we have first forgiven them for what they have done to us. It's very crucial. Very important. Unforgiveness is rooted in things like hatred, anger, pride, hurt, you know, all of these things, resentments. If you find it difficult to forgive someone for what they've done to you, it's because you're either harboring hatred or anger or resentment towards that person, or you're not willing to let go of your hurt and of your pride. The important thing to understand about forgiveness is it is a choice that we make unconditionally in obedience to God's word. Unforgiveness is a choice. You choose forgiveness, sorry. You choose to forgive. You choose to forgive. Perhaps we could say unforgiveness is also a choice. You choose to harbor the anger, the resentment. It's also a choice. Whilst unforgiveness will rejoice in revenge, forgiveness will set the other person free and let God deal with them for their wrongdoing. Do you know that God can deal with every person who has hurt you or done, done wrong to you? He can deal with them much better 
and UK. Many years ago, I heard this. People who harbor unforgiveness believe they have some power over the other person. It, it feels like they have power. The same goes for hatred, anger, that we don't let go of. It gives us a sense of power over the other person. But you know what? That's an illusion because at the end of the day, you don't have power over anybody, really. Amen? God will deal with that person, I promise you, for their wrongdoing. Yes, pray for them. It's enough. You see, forgiveness will also release us from resentment, hatred, the desire for revenge, anger, criticism, gossip, and many other prisons of our soul and spirit. These things I've just mentioned, resentment, hatred, gossip, criticism, anger, all of these things. Put your soul in a prison, and you will no longer be free in certain areas of your life because of that. This is why we have to forgive. In fact, simply put, forgiveness sets you free as well as the other person who has done you wrong. It brings freedom. Forgiveness actually brings freedom. Unforgiveness sometimes gives you a sense of freedom, but it's an illusion. It's not true. Deep inside, your soul remains in a prison. It has now been clinically proven that unforgiveness will result in the human body suffering from a number of psychosomatic diseases. And there are many. I'll, I'll just give you some ideas. Arthritis, stress, heart attacks, strokes, and many, many others. Depression, discouragement, all of these things that grip our physical body and grip our soul and many other physical diseases. That's what unforgiveness does to people. Many people have been instantly healed. I have heard through the years of, of my pastoring uh, ministry, I've heard so many times testimonies of people that say, when, who have been prayed for, for, for healing, so many times nothing happened until someone brought a word of knowledge to them and said, you know what? You are harboring unforgiveness or anger towards somebody. Let go of that. And the minute they did, they got instantly healed. The healing came instantly, not even tomorrow or the next week. Because that unforgiveness kept that sickness, that disease in them. It's amazing. Apart from the fact that God says in his word, that if we are not prepared to forgive, he will not forgive us also, our trespassers. I don't know about you. I read that scripture, it scares me to death. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> God doesn't forgive me, I'm dead meat. All right? I'm headed for, heading for something that I don't want to be for eternity. I need my heavenly Father to forgive me whenever I trespass, whenever I do something wrong. But Jesus clearly said, if you don't forgive, your heavenly Father will also not forgive you. Wow. Can I read that scripture to you? Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. 
It says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I didn't say that. Jesus did. You know, people of God, this is not a message that will really make you want to jump up and down. But it's a message that you need to hear. It's a message that I need to hear. Because it's at the core of our Christian walk. The disciples needed to clear this matter up with Jesus. And they asked him this question. They said, how many times must we forgive? Over and over again. How many times? Jesus replied, he said, 70 times seven. <laughs> Interesting number. 70 times seven. You can find the scripture in Matthew 18, verse 21 and 22. We're not going to put it up, but it's in, in, in that scripture. Matthew 18, 21, 22. Why did Jesus choose these numbers? Why didn't he say a thousand times 20,000 or 10 million times 10 million. Why didn't you do that? No, he said 70 times 7. Notice the number that's in both of his number. That's common. It's the number 7. The number 7 in the Bible is the number of God. Or if you want, it's the number of infinity. What Jesus was telling them is that they needed to forgive every single time. You see, to walk in forgiveness is not an option for the Christian who means business with God. It's not an option. Forgiveness helps us walk in humility. And this is what's so important for us to understand. Forgiveness helps us walk in humility and love towards other people, regardless of their behavior or their lifestyle. There are thousands of Christians today who will not dawn the doors of a church. You know why? Because sometimes in the past, someone in the church has hurt them. And they won't go to church anymore. I know many people like this. They will not come into fellowship. They will not join, go into any church because somebody's hurt them. Well, the question is this. Where is the command to forgive? Where is that command operating in their lives? They are brothers and sisters in the Lord who will not talk to each other. This I'm not talking of a world now. I'm talking of a church. They won't talk to each other because someone has hurt them. Well, the same question applies. Where is the command to forgive operating in their lives? If your brother or your sister hurts you, you've got to forgive them. You see, walking in forgiveness towards others will release the blessing and the peace of God in your life, whereas unforgiveness will empower the curse. You know, these psychosomatic diseases are all curses. It will empower the curse to operate on your life. I don't want that. I'm sure you don't want that either. You say, but Pastor Michel, sometimes it's difficult. Well, I'm not saying it's easy. But if you turn to the Holy Spirit, who is your helper, and you say, I know I've got to get there. Help me get there. He will. 
unforgiveness undealt with will result in a root of bitterness developing in your life. I can promise you, I've been serving the Lord now many years. There's one thing you don't want in your life is a root of bitterness. Don't allow it. Bitterness will eat you up and destroy your soul in the long term. It results in twisted perceptions and a hardened heart. You don't want that. You don't want that. You cannot be kind to someone when you are harboring bitterness in your heart towards them. Ask the Lord to help you forgive them. And kindness is one of the major characteristics of a love walk and is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. So the question is this. How do you know that you have truly forgiven someone who has hurt you? How do you know that? Simply put, your heart needs to be free towards them. When you feel your heart is free towards that person, then you know you've forgiven them. Simply put, your heart needs to be set free from that hurt. If you find yourself getting angry towards them or resentful or making negative inner vows towards them and so on, you have probably not fully forgiven them. You need to go to the Lord, the Holy Spirit, ask him to help you get to that place of complete forgiveness. One of the better ways to enable forgiveness in your life towards someone who has hurt you is to begin to pray for them. Just put them on your prayer list. Put them, but don't pray for them. God, kill them tomorrow. God, remove me out of their lives. God, you know, do something to them. No, no, no. You need to pray the blessings of God on them. You need to pray for their salvation if they're not safe. You need to pray positive change in their lives. I found that when I pray for someone who's hurt me or whatever, it sets me free from anger. It sets me free from resentment towards them. Every one of us have been freely given the gift of forgiveness by God through Jesus Christ. Do you know you are able to forgive? You may feel like you can't, but you can. How much more should we also choose to forgive those who harm us intentionally or unintentionally? How much more? Choose to make forgiveness a priority in your life. And by so doing, enjoy a life of peace and joy. Amen. And if there's one thing that I want you to remember from this today's preach, remember the title of this message. Forgiveness, a must. Not, not if I feel like it. No, a must. It's not an option for the Christian believer. Amen. I just want to end this preach this morning. If you're watching this uh, live stream, I just want to end this by just praying for you. Perhaps somebody's hurt you deeply. Perhaps you've been harboring this thing for many years. Do you know how deeply, if your parents abandoned you, how deeply you are hurt? 
And sometimes you may be harboring unforgiveness. Or perhaps your parents, your mom gave you over to be adopted. You know, it's not that easy to say. And now you in your 40s or in your 50s and you've been harboring this, this thing and you know it and you learned about it. Or perhaps somebody has treated you very badly and you need to set them free. You need to yourself to be set free because you resented that and you're angry with them, all of these things. So I just want to say a simple prayer this morning. And we just trust the Holy Spirit to minister to you this morning the love of Christ and the capacity to release these people by forgiving them. So if that's you right now, wherever you are in your home, just lift your hands to the Lord. I just want to pray for you. Father, you see the hearts of those who have lifted their hands, who said, Lord, yes, I need to be set free. I don't want to retain this resentment, this anger, this hurt, this pride, this unforgiveness in my heart. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me this morning. Just help me be set free. Come and minister the love of Christ in my heart. Help me forgive those who have abused me, hurt me, and so on. Abandon me. Help me forgive them. I just feel before I close, got a word of knowledge. Some of you are harboring resentment towards your boss. He's a hard guy. And you in a Christian and you in a working in a business that is an unchristian. And he treats you badly and you resent that. You're angry with him. If you had your way, you'd leave. God wants you to forgive them. Right now, I pray for you. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray that, Lord, you will help this person forgive this, this boss, this manager, this supervisor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen and amen.